If you want to be an author, don't start writing and other strangely useful career advice. Written by Scott Young, October 2015. I don't know anything about cars. Exhibit A. My friend picks me up in his car, which I've ridden in over a dozen times. We go out, and when we head back to the parking lot, I tried opening the passenger door. Except it wasn't his car. It wasn't the same make or model. It wasn't even the same color. Luckily, not being an expert about cars hasn't really impacted my life that much. I may have trouble recognizing car brands on the street, and my driving skills are hardly Formula One, but the inconveniences to my life have been almost unnoticeable. I'm okay with not being a car expert. But there are other areas of life where not being an expert can be incredibly costly. Your career is a perfect example. Not just being an expert in your career, but being an expert about your career. Do you deeply know the answers to the following questions? One, what's the next step you need to take to reach the next level in your career? Two, which metrics actually matter for success and which ones don't? Three, if you only had time to master one skill, which one would allow you to advance? Not deeply understanding your own career costs more than embarrassingly trying to open the wrong car door. It can cost you millions of dollars and years of dead-end, wasted effort. Even if you did have some answers to the above questions, how sure are you that they were correct? Sometimes, the truth about how careers actually work can be very different from how most people pursue them. What does it actually take to be a successful published author? Take wanting to be a published author, for instance. I spoke with Cal Newport, who had four books published at the time of the writing of this article, including the bestseller, So Good They Can't Ignore You, Deep Work, and Digital Minimalism. He told me that most new authors make a fatal mistake. That mistake? They start writing the book. Aspiring authors know that getting a book published is hard. Naturally, they look at the problem and break it down in the most logical way possible. If you want to publish a great book, then you first have to write a great book, right? So this person sets the task of writing five pages each day, squirreling away time to tap out a manuscript on a keyboard. This person may even join an event like National Novel Write Month to force themselves to stick to a writing schedule and actually finish a book. This kind of plan is what Cal and I call a feel-productive project. It's a plan that makes you do some work that feels productive. This helps you reduce the stress that ah, maybe you're not doing enough to advance your career. But often feel-productive projects aren't the actual steps that will take you to the next level. In this example, writing every day is not a good project. Why? Because, according to Cal Newport, that's just not how the business works. The more effective strategy is to find an agent and start working together to pitch a book to publishers. Only once that has actually happened do you actually start the writing of the manuscript. Writing the book beforehand is largely a waste of time. Side note, in the recording of this article after the fact, this is exactly the process I did go through in publishing my best-selling book, Ultra Learning. Why do we fall into the trap of feel-productive projects? Why do people end up spending a ton of time on career paths that are horribly ineffective? My guess is that it is a combination of two reasons. First, they don't truly understand how their career works. 
If you truly understand how the business of getting a nonfiction book published actually worked, you wouldn't make a project of writing a chapter each day of the manuscript. Second, the real work that needs to be done is often challenging and scary. Writing every day is strenuous but comfortable. It feels productive, but it doesn't actually take you outside your comfort zone. Finding an agent and trying to create a pitch for a new book idea is scary. So even if you had the inkling that this was important, you might skip it in favor of simply writing a lot. So what is the solution to avoiding this problem? Deeply researching and understanding how success in your field actually works. If you do the research properly, you can quickly eliminate low impact, feel productive projects from your future plans. You know they won't work and aren't recommended, so you won't even get started on them. Second, by doing research properly, you'll figure out how to break down and tackle the actual steps you need to improve your career. You can take those scary and challenging steps like finding an agent and pitching to a publisher and transform them into something you can follow step by step. Deep Research Case Study, Chris, the Database Designer. The results of knowing how to do research correctly can be dramatic. Chris was one of Cal and my students in our pilot course for Career Mastery. He was a database programmer for an airline company who was satisfied with his job, but deep down he wanted more. Chris wanted to work with the best people in the field, sit on the cutting edge, and be the kind of person who gets invited to give conference keynotes or writes authoritative books on the programming language he specializes in. But Chris didn't know how he could get from where he was to being a top performer. Through the course, Chris learned how to better understand how the people he admired got to where they are, what steps he could take to follow their path, and also which things he's doing now which uh, weren't very effective. One lesson Chris learned was something that he'd been doing a lot of, answering programming questions on Stack Exchange wasn't a very effective way to advance. Instead, he adopted a different activity, writing programming quizzes for a popular website specific to the language he was interested in. This new project had two advantages. First, it forced him to deeply understand the language he worked in. Second, it introduced him to people who ran the website, which put him in touch with the network of the best people in the world for his field. Chris told me that after only putting in a few hours per week for several months, he was offered a job. This job involved working directly with many of the conference speakers and authors Chris admired. Even though Chris says he would have jumped at this opportunity even without any financial incentive, this new position also garnered him a 20% raise over his previous base salary. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can break down the process of understanding your career, I highly recommend the course that I co-instruct with Cal Newport, Top Performer. If you go to our website, you can find out more about when we're offering the next session. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, please consider rating my show. It helps other people find it. For more episodes like this, please visit my website at scotthyoung.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-H-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Thank you.